Well, hello everybody. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. And today we're going to talk about crybabies. Oh, well, that was, okay. <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, kids are not very nice to each other. No, they aren't. We, one of our kids has been sick, and mm-hmm. we so we've watched a huge number of May, Mayberry. We've, yeah, we've had Andy an Andy Griffith, Griffith marathon <laughs> has been going on this week, and uh, um, yeah. And and there are some episodes where kids are ugly, and sometimes yeah, sometimes it's, it kind of shocked our kids because yeah, we homeschool, and um, generally when you homeschool, when you get they get together with other kids lots, but mm-hmm. the parents tend to be around, and the kids tend to behave a little bit better. Mm, yeah, yeah, um, or at least the the parents will be will be notified if their child has turned into a little demon and, and will intervene. So, yeah, right. So, but you know, what do you do when you've got a boy? Who cries a lot? Well, you know, although this whole thing has almost gotten buried in the pandemic, but you know, a couple of years ago, the there were people that were out talking about toxic masculinity. And one of the things they talked about was they said, teaching little boys that it's unmanly to cry. It's well, not unmanly to cry. No, you know, actually to the law and to the testimony, you know, go back to the scriptures. What, the, what do the scriptures tell us about men crying? Did you know that there are passages in scripture that talk about this. Absolutely. Jesus cried. The and shortest Jesus verse is the in the Bible. ultimate man. Jesus, the perfect sinless man, wept over the death of... And you know, I always... One of the things I love about that is Jesus wept over the death of Lazarus when he knew he was about to go in and raise him from the dead. And yet he still felt... It doesn't explain what he was crying over. Was he crying over Lazarus? Was he crying over the just the, the fallenness of mankind? The sorrow of, of the people he loved around him? I don't know. But, know but, but Jesus is touched by our by our weakness yes. and by our suffering and by our pain. He has compassion for us. And, and so, yeah, so Jesus wept. So obviously you can't say, well, it's just never, you know, not done. Um, yeah, clearly not. Right. Okay. How about, all right, how about Peter? Yeah, he you wept know? when he realized he had denied Christ. Yeah. And so weeping from repentance, uh-huh. from sorrow over sin, that's appropriate. Well, or not, and, and even if it's not your own sin, because the Apostle Paul talks about weeping over, over the lifestyles of people who have fallen away from the faith, who are not walking according to the Christian teaching, you know, and, and he yeah. speaks about that. He says that, that I, I talk about these people weeping as I do so. And so... Okay, the scriptures give us examples there of strong, God-fearing men who allowed themselves to express, express that, to express that sorrow, that sorrow. sadness. And so it's you a, cannot say that crying is unmanly. Right. Can't do it. Okay. But I think it's also fair to say, you think about what what, what does it say in, Ecclesi- in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 that says, for everything there's a season and a time for every purpose mm-hmm. under heaven. Okay. And... Through that passage, it says there is a time to weep and there's a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. So and sometimes yeah. it's appropriate to weep and sometimes it's appropriate not to. Well, the scripture also tells us mm-hmm. to to weep with those who, who weep and mm-hmm. to rejoice with those who rejoice. Yes, it says that in Romans. You exactly. Know? And so, yeah, there's a time to cry and there's a time not to. And that's kind of the where you have to go with this because it's mm-hmm. not wrong for your boy to cry. It's not wrong for you to have a passionate boy who feels his feelings are all big feelings. We've had several of those. 
Yeah. You and, know, where and, if they're really happy, they're really, really happy. And if they're really sad, they're just torn to pieces. You well, know? you know, I, I think it's, I think it's only fair to them to recognize that a lot of times when a little boy bursts into tears, it's, it's not just that he's a weakling. It's that he's frustrated. He is angry. He can't figure his way out of a situation and it's just overwhelmed him. A lot of times little boys, particularly that five to seven range where you see a lot of weepiness, mm -hmm. they don't know how to handle the situation. And so they were, they end up in tears, mm -hmm. even though it may be that they're angry. It may be that they're frustrated. Mm -hmm. It may be that they're just confused, but tears are an easy direction to go. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned ages and that's, that's a perfect because there are different times when I think that, that emotion is more is closer to the surface for the male in the family. Three, three, yeah, <laughs> three years old. Three is tough, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, five to seven, the, 10, 11, 12. The preteen years, the ones yes. in the preteen years, because they're you know what, you know, people always made us expect that girls were going to be moody when they got to a certain age. Wow, so boys, are boys. <laughs> boys are too, and you know. Although you may see the the predominant emotional thing that comes up from your preteen boy is going to be like anger, you know, irritation or something. But sometimes he'll swing and he'll be he'll be on the lacrimose side too. Yeah, crying away. And so and so, how do you handle it? That's the question. What do you do when you got this boy who's breaking down in tears a lot? I think you have to kind of you have to go through some stages. Mm -hmm. First, initially, you put your arms around him. And you comfort him because mm -hmm. nobody is very rational when they're, when they're having hysterics, you know? Right. And, <laughs> and, and, I and think, so you kind of have to get past that immediate emotion to be able to teach him. Yeah. I, and I think effective parenting really requires that you try to understand. Yeah. Not, not just, to, not that you're trying to compel certain behaviors, but to say, why is this child crying? I mean, yeah. it seems strange to say, to say, you know, you need to ask yourself, why is this child crying? But, but you, you do. Really, but you do. You do. Because sometimes you're like, oh, for crying out loud. No, actually, there may be a reason. It's worth so asking. You so you comfort. And you then you comfort. ask, what's going on here, honey? You seek to understand. And you listen. Mm -hmm. And if it's going on a lot, you may mm -hmm. need to do that more than you might expect. Like sometimes mm -hmm. kids will cry a lot over stupid stuff because there's something more serious going on. Okay. Like what have you got? And like you thinking? a child who is experiencing some kind of concern, worry, or trauma. Like mm -hmm. I think about our, our little kids, friends, mm -hmm. little child was in trouble all the time. Come to find out the mom was pregnant. She'd had several miscarriages. Mm -hmm. She had not, they did not tell the children because they didn't want the children to be disappointed and grieve if they lost this baby too. Right. Well, all the kids decided mom had cancer uh -huh. and they're, they're, I think it was seven year old at the time right. was, was showing out mm -hmm. because of worry and fear. Okay. And so, you know, and so that, that worry might've shown in a different way at different age ages of the siblings. Right. You know, so, well, stress, you, you've said this so many times, stress brings out every crack in your character. So mm -hmm. is dad out of work or yep. are the parents talking a lot about what's going on in, in the world? You know, there's a lot going on in the world, right? You know, or mm -hmm. is there a chance that the child is being abused or molested by somebody? 
you know, that, are they being bullied? Well, and that's a, that is a very real concern because, you know, as you started out with saying that kids can be unbelievably cruel to one another, even a child that normally you would say, well, that's normally such an, an even tempered, nice, well-behaved child. How in the world did they turn into this little tormentor? Well, you know, a mom in one of my groups mentioned that they had started a boys club at their church and it ended up being her little like five or six year old mm -hmm. and a bunch of preteens. And turns out they were bullying him. Mm. They were calling him names. They were teasing him. And mm. so listen, mm -hmm. but if they say something that doesn't really make sense, keep asking and keep listening. Yeah. You know, it, if, the, the reason for losing it and crying doesn't seem mm -hmm. strong enough to cause that kind of reaction. Mm -hmm. You may need to wait till later when, when they're calmer, but do keep asking the question, you know, honey, is there something that you'd like to talk to mom and dad about? Go for a ride in the car after at night, mm -hmm. you know, make it easy for them to confide, you know, turn off the light and sit in the dark and talk. You know, make it easy for them to confide in you and find out, is there something going on? that is making it harder for them to, to exercise self-control. You know, if you have to have those kind of conversations, I think it's important to listen to what they're saying and not listen for what you expect to hear. Yeah. Boy. Because sometimes you think, okay, I'm just waiting for this child to confess what their problem is. And you may have it all figured out and be completely wrong. <laughs> and be wrong. Yeah. And so you need to listen because a lot of times, if children are having a hard time expressing something, and it could be that they're expressing it by emotional outburst, if a child's having a hard time expressing something, they may explain it differently. They, it may be something that you could not predict until they tell you, until yes. they let you in. So, so you, you do have to listen and pay attention. Mind. Right. Now, right. But what do you do if you have this child? We've had them. Mm -hmm. that really isn't going through anything excessive and nothing's gone terribly wrong in their lives. And mm -hmm. they're just one of these kids that has a hard time with self-control. We've had kids like that. Mm -hmm. First of all, be encouraged because it's these really passionate kids that change the world. Mm -hmm. You know, go along to get along. People don't change the world. Right. You know, it's the people who feel strongly, right. You know, who, who have, who are motivated to get out and do things. And so, be encouraged. Yeah. There's hope. Uh -huh. There are a lot of a lot of the big historical characters. We are the heroes of history. We all yeah. look toward. We're tough kids to raise. Oh gosh, yes. You're talking <laughs> the Martin Luthers and the Winston Churchills and the Theodore Roosevelts and all of that kind of crowd that just yeah. They weren't easy kids. They weren't compliant no, kids. No, they, they weren't were kids with big feelings. Yeah, and so so yeah, being aware of all of those kind of things. But, you know, you said an important phrase there, self-control. Yes. Which, okay, parents, remember this. That's a fruit of the spirit. It's yes. doesn't, it's not easy. It's a, it's a spiritual. <laughs> it's not automatic. It's a spiritual thing. And so you're fighting something more than just a behavior. But, you know, self-control. Think about it. It is, you know, it's good. It's healthy. It's right for a man to express sorrow. And sometimes to express anger, you know, it's appropriate to express, express emotions in an appropriate manner at the appropriate time. And that's it. And, and so like, you know, your five-year-old is being pushed around and bullied by older kids on the playground and he bursts into tears because he's frustrated. You know, that's one thing. Your 24-year-old who gets called into the office and his supervisor is chewing him out because he made some, some boneheaded error at work. To burst into tears at work that's is a, not going to be helpful. That's not going to be very <laughs> helpful for him. And so he needs to learn, 
you know, as he's growing, he needs to encourage him to find ways to manage those emotions, not to just pour them out automatically. No, but we need to teach them some strategies to help them to get control of their emotions. You know, mm -hmm. one of them is when you feel yourself losing self-control, stop and take three deep, deep breaths. That's surprisingly powerful. It really is even just one deep breath, but when, when but sometimes it'll take up to three to that gives you time to think it gets some oxygen in your brain. So you think better yeah. and it gives you some time to consider what's about to pop out of your mouth. And you can learn to do that in a way that's not like gasping, like a, like a fish or something, you know, but to, <laughs> to breathe in deep through your nose in such a way that, that nobody will immediately know that, okay, he's about to lose it. <laughs> You know, that's one of but, the, th yeah. but really taking, no. taking a deep breath can really help. Mm -hmm. Another thing that can really help is to, is to go for a walk, mm -hmm. to get up and get some exercise, mm -hmm. especially with your boys mm -hmm. to get up, do some push ups, run up and down the stairs, get some big muscles moving. Yes. Get those big muscles moving, use up some of those hormones, mm -hmm. you know, that can help you maintain control. Yeah. Those are, those are some good, some good ideas. I, I would definitely agree with that. And we tried that with all of ours. And go and wash your face. Oh my word. We yes. used that one our, so many times. Oh gosh. You know? I remember one of our, one of our guys, one of our little guys, when he was, uh, when he was little, he was very passionate, still is, but he was a very passionate little boy and he would get all worked up and get a head of steam going. And he's about to throw an absolute fit and he would run in the bathroom and look at himself in the mirror. And get it's madder. Kind of, it's kind of like he was priming himself. And I remember for a time we put a piece of cardboard over the bottom of the mirror so he couldn't see it. <laughs> so he couldn't see himself. But going but, and rinsing your face in cool water can really help. It can yeah. help you get some perspective. Mm -hmm. Taking a shower, taking a bath could do the same thing if it's something yep. big you need to get control over. Mm -hmm. Just quoting scripture to yourself. You know, um, mm -hmm. I know sometimes I've thought I need a tattoo that says the wrath of man works, not the righteousness of God. You know, yeah. sometimes I imagine it just written here on my forearm, you know, because my anger, my emotions mm -hmm. are not going to accomplish what I think they're going to accomplish. And mm -hmm. so when you teach your kids that, yeah. Um, teach them verses that they can quote to themselves and remind themselves like that verse in the Proverbs mm -hmm. that a man who can't control his temper is like a city whose walls are broken down. Yes. That, you know, when you can't control yourself, see mm -hmm. a city with high walls, they can mm -hmm. decide whether or not to fight a passing army. Right. They can take refuge behind their walls and they and can defend their walls and, and they don't. Yeah. Yeah. But a city whose walls are broken down is mm -hmm. at the mercy of anybody that passes by can get them in a fight. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have self-control over your emotions, then you're at the mercy of everyone around you. And haven't we all seen that? You know, haven't we all seen how kids will pick on the, the one who, who overreacts, whether it's with tears or whether it's losing their temper and doing things that are rash, you know, that, that, that's a tool that other kids use to manipulate people. It is. You know? it's, it's not healthy and it's not good. Don't let your kids. Yeah. And that's something that you, each other. To, and that's something you can, it. that's something you can explain in a loving and a gentle way when people are calm that you can explain to your little guy that say, Hey, you know, when you lose your temper, when you lose your control like that, that attracts the wrong kind of attention because People who don't love you as much as us are not going to be patient. In fact, they're going to say, Hey, look, I can make Billy lose it. Watch this. They'll, they'll, you know, that 
that's why they make fun of you. And so if we can learn not to lose your self-control, at least not in the moment in that situation, you know, if you can get out of the situation, the Proverbs say that, that the, the prudent man sees trouble coming and he hides himself. Yes. It doesn't say he doubles up his fist and beats it over the head. It says no, he gets out of the he, situation. He leaves that situation. And so we need to teach our kids, kids too, that sometimes the appropriate response, mm -hmm. if you're about to lose it, is to get up and leave. Mm -hmm. You know, to say, I'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> Walk away and get control of yourself. Yeah. To pray and ask the Lord for help. So those are some practical things you can teach your guys to help them to learn self-control and teach them there's nothing wrong with expressing strong emotions. God gave us strong emotions, but you have to learn when and how. You know, there's an interesting thing we talked about in where in Ecclesiastes, it says that there's a time to weep and not a time to weep. And in, in Nehemiah chapter eight, there's this wonderful passage that I'll, I've always liked where the, uh, the, uh, the governor and the priest found the books of the law and they gathered the people together and had this giant worship service and they read through the law of God and the people were so overwhelmed with it. They were weeping and Nehemiah and the priest went to them and said, this day is holy to the Lord, your God, do not mourn or weep. And he said, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions to those for whom nothing's prepared for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, that's in, the, that's in Nehemiah chapter eight. And, and I think, oh, wow, what a great, uh, a great example for celebration, you know, to say, hey, let's, let's eat the good stuff and, and send portions to each other and rejoice in what God's yes. blessed us with. And it's sometimes, you know, sometimes it, it's a time to refrain. Sometimes it's a time to, to, say, to say, no, this is not an appropriate time to grieve. Right. You know, okay. Pack those, those feelings away for right now. Got other things to do. Yeah. Okay. So look, we're responding to a question really that came in on one of our Facebook groups. We have a Facebook group called the Raising Real Men Community. Yeah, if you're interested join. in joining it, just go to our Facebook page, Raising Real Men, Facebook. Okay. And there's a there's a connection there where you can click. Yes, it. or you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash Raising Real Men Community. Ah, okay. And find us there. And mm -hmm. it's a great place to get your questions answered and to fellowship with like-minded people. But another thing you can do is you can call our listener response line. And that's at 919-295-0321. Okay. And leave us a message there. Just tell us your first name and what your question is. And if we choose to put it onto the program, we'll we'll use your we'll use your message. And uh, we love to get questions like that. So once again, nine one nine two nine five zero three two one. Now we want to encourage you to go shopping at our site. Mm -hmm. We produce Craftsman Crate. It's a subscription box that builds your skills. It teaches artisanal crafts and skills using real tools and complete kits, no trips to the store. And it's appropriate for teens through elderly people. It's really fantastic. Check it out at craftsmancrate.com. Mm -hmm. And you can find all of our books, our character building audiobook library full of great literature that's, that'll help your family learn virtue and adventure gear at raisingrealmen.com slash shop. Oh, and mm -hmm. our great holiday books. Yes. When you shop at our store, you support this ministry. Thank you very much for doing that. Mm -hmm. Until next time. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Thanks for joining us. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D. 
M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Alan Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.